Episode 292 of the Too Thick Pod, your home for all things sports, cards, and levity. I am Jeremy, joined as usual by my son, Manny. Good Hola, evening, Papa. sir. Hola, Papa. Que pasó, primo? Que pasó? Que pasó, amigo? <laughs> no mommies, wait, no mommies. <laughs> how's the, how's uh, the weekend been? I'm excited that we're starting this new week with this live um hopefully we get some questions in here kind of directing us the right way because we don't have courtney this time oh you, you know what i don't have, i don't have to argue and i can speak my mind without getting dirty looks so not bad here <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what you know, you, you know why courtney's not here why because her ass is packing and on a whim decided she's going to burbank so she's out living the hobby life that i dream of having one day and i'm just living vicariously through her so, so Courtney culture collision comes back for a weekend, and now she's going to the Burbank in California. Mm-hmm, wow! Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, when we got back from vacation, we we left Christmas Day and we went to Florida and we were out there until the New Year. Yep. The following weekend, I sent her ass up north for like a weekend getaway. Like, hey, mom, I know preparing for the holidays, keeping all these kids in line, making sure Santa properly you know, stuff the stocking, presence of the tree, good food. You need to go relax. Yep. And now, you know, just stamp the passport. Where is Courtney in any given day and time? You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. And that she's going to get used to that. She's going to want to go to every Dallas show. We're going to Mint next month. Uh, Then it's going to be Nationals right around the corner. (laughs) She's spoiled the first six months of the year. Well, so check this out. So, like, we as Reckless Cards, we've got – uh Burbank this week, Chicago, the Skyline Letic show the following week, Lansing the following week, and then the following week, your boy's going to PSA. So I'll be making my way out to California. Hey. Are you missing Ship Shawana? No. Because Ship is the following weekend after Lansing. Yeah, right? so it would be yeah, so I've got Ship in there too. Okay, so you you are busy too for the next like five weekends. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it is insane, but it's fun, man. And uh, you know what I like is uh, Courtney's getting some of the some of the much deserved accolades and recognition for what she does. And like, just a reminder, we don't take any money from anything that we've done yet. Now, if I if, if somebody wants to put a couple coins in my pocket, uh, let's talk. Holler at your boy. Maybe we can work something out. But everything is you know just goodwill. Uh, truly wanting to be uh, a participant in this space and loving the community. And from a cost perspective, it all just comes out of our pocket. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's fun, man. It's cool. I did. I, I did. I haven't told you this, but I did get some kudos for you guys. I was at, I was talking to someone with car. I'm not gonna name their name, but they're like, I'm glad you aligned yourself with reckless. They're, they're great family. They're always, they're always willing to give their shirt off their backs, give stuff for the kids, trying to grow the hobby. And I was like, I think Jeremy's kind of lucky to have me, right? And they just looked at me. It's like, yeah, I think he got the short end of the stick on that one. Yeah, it, dude, it's it's been wild. Like the people who say nice things about us is pretty is pretty damn cool. It's never it never gets old, and it's always surreal when it happens. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of cool to be in a spot where you know we're we're doing something that we love, talking about cards, 
and you create these relationships or you say something that, you know, makes somebody think, or you say something that entertains them and makes them laugh, which makes me feel good because I don't think I say anything intelligent, but I think once in a while I can get somebody to smile. So that's like, there's my value add to the world. Oh yeah. Same here. I, I sound like an idiot, but at least you guys can laugh at me. So I, I'm happy with that. And you guys can laugh at what I buy and what I don't make money on. Did you, uh, so we didn't have any card shows this weekend that we went to, but I actually did some card hobby things. I don't know how, what your what reckless did, but like for me, I drove to Kalamazoo and met our boys in TNT. They let me come on their day off to drop off some TCG cards. Shout out bro Namath to get graded for BGS. So let me ask you this. It's not really a day off if they're working, my friend. Well, you told me they're closed on Saturday, and then I DM'd them. They're like, yeah, we're not going to shows. Come on through. So, Well, I was trying to spare them because you probably just like came in there, and then they're like, all right, when is this guy going to leave? And you overstayed your welcome, and it was probably uncomfortable and awkward for everybody. So I was trying to spare them from that, but apparently you just you just kind of showed up and were there. Yeah, they said – Tyler was like, if you ever want to get rid of Jeremy – I'm available, you know. I got all these cards and content idea. No, I'm <laughs> no he, yeah, no. it was fun. They, they were, he was showing me the backlog they have to do to review. Their industry is getting bigger and bigger, and we, we're, we're happy that this is happening to them because, like you said, they're kind of like the unknown of the hobby, but they're still growing. And just imagine they're, how big they could become. They're, they're massive. I know they are absolutely massive and they're on their to your point. They're unknown. So I always, there's two people in Michigan. I refer people to for grading Harvbo cards. Shout out Adam. He does an, an awesome job. One man band kicks ass reviews the, the whole shebang, just like them and TNT. And so depending on where somebody lives, if they're probably like Detroit Metro or just down river, I'm going to say, Hey man, check out Adam. If they are anywhere else, or they've got like large volume, I might say, depending on if it's if it, TNT, I try to like, you know, I try to, depending on what their need, I try to like, Hey, there's, there's two people that we use readily available. You make your own decision. I'm not like, you know, I just, they do right by me. Oh yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is Tyler being the guy he is was reviewing them as we're talking. The guy was like, yeah, don't grade this one. Don't grade this one. I'm just getting them back as I'm there, which is awesome. Like, I didn't expect that, you know, because he was like, do you want me to just send them in? Because usually TCG cars are really, you know, they're known for their quality being excellent. And he's like, nah, never mind. Let me look at them real quick. So he took the time out of his busy schedule just to look at them real quick. So let me ask you this. What did you rip? Was it a fun rip? And how many cards did you submit? Um, so I actually brought – so there's this TCG game coming out in April. It involves different animes, like six different animes. Um, they came out with these promo packs, and they're only released in Japan. So I bought the promo packs. I bought 10 of them. Got them here, ripped them open. There's three separate cards. Um, with three different animes and basically, so 30 cards I sent to BGS. And the reason why I got promo packs, well, of course, Bro Namath helped me out with that. And he had a post. So he posts about those promo packs. Hence, when he said, I'd give everyone how to be successful. It's just, you got to do the work. 
he posted those and said he's sending them to BGS, which is their promo packs. And then I text him and he was like, you know, these promo packs, they only come, they're only one run of them. They're never going to come back. And if we, if you were able to get these promo packs graded before the actual TCG game comes out, the, the players of the TCG community are going to want the promo packs because it's, it means something to them, you know? So I hope, hopefully mine come back. I think mine's coming back in, they say 60 days, but it usually takes 30 for BGS. So was it a fun rip? It was. It was fun because I knew the they're the same three cards, but the first couple packs, it's cool because it's like I watched the show, you know. I've watched two out of the three shows, so it's cool to see the little characters. I mean, right here's here's the card right here. So this is one of them that didn't get passed through on non-gradable. This guy's on Demon Slayer. He's the main character on Demon Slayer. Uh, Bro Name told you to watch it, but I bet you did it. And though, two out of the 30 are non-gradable. So Tyler and we sent some to PSA and some to BGS. He said, if they're not going to BGS 10 or black label, let's send them to PSA. They'll might get 10. So that is the big thing about Tyler and TNT. They suggest where you should grade your cards, which is big. I think, you know, yeah, we mentioned that earlier and I don't want this to turn into a TNT commercial. No. I mean, give them their accolades, give them their props. They do kick ass. But then, you know, soon the we'll be on card porn for pumping and showing oh, for no. some business this or getting dragged. My, it's my experience because that's no, what I, did this Saturday. So you, one thing I, I, I was going to compliment you on is you took you took action, which I'm a big believer of. I think oftentimes we get down when we're not having a good experience or we're waiting for our cards to pop. Or I always feel like there's something that you can be doing, whether it's sorting cards, it could be getting listings ready on you know, eBay, submitting those cards you've been sitting on, sending stuff to ComC, which we have an update. I want to update people about my ComC experience. I thought the one thing for you, which has been a complete change, is you would have a plan or an idea. You would get the cards, and then there would be this halt. And there would be one week, two weeks, three weeks, five weeks. You got these cards. You opened them. You ripped them. And then you drove out there and got them delivered, like, immediately. So... Not that my opinion means anything, but from a proud father to, you know, his son, I, I thought that was good action, man. I think that's improvement. Yeah. The next step is actually like, if I know a player is going to go off in his market, I should buy him. Remember I was telling you about Jalen Hurts. That's another thing that I was thinking about all summer before, probably in the national, I was telling everyone to buy Jalen Hurts, but guess who wasn't buying him? Me. Cause I was nervous about buying Jalen Hurts after I told you to buy him. Okay, so you did. You didn't say buy Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. You like you suggested that it might be a good play. Point being is like a couple of wins underneath your belt. All of a sudden, the confidence is up. You're feeling yourself. You're getting gem mint tens back. You're selling cards. Like I think that's cool, man. And it's I'm sure you're gonna feel a lot better. Like we all can say that the hobby's fun and we like hanging out. We all like that. But if you're getting your ass kicked left and right and your cards suck and nobody wants them and they're Yep. terrible grades that's not fun it feels no. good to hit a home run once in a while and turn 20 into 200 or, or you know five into 50 whatever that may be for sure i mean it feels good that i was able to sell a card a couple cards to actually get my my pc player too like what you do with patrick williams and all that look check this out 
I know I posted this, but I got I got it in the mail today. My Nomar yeah. Flawless out of ten, and it's got like that you know that jewel uh, that pearl or whatever diamond in it. So I don't even know what that is, but I was pumped <laughs> about it. <laughs> Who's playing? I, I, <laughs> oh my goodness! So Sorry, you, so I'm. Go ahead. Did you end up buying anything this week? I did. So we were in Virginia and I was all over the state, man. I I landed in Richmond. I went East. I went North. I went West. And so like, I was like, you know, hollering at people on Twitter and I'm like, give me the spots. So there was one show on Friday where I had already booked my hotel to be near the airport that there was going to be another show the following, um, the following day. So I missed out on the show, but you know, the coolest thing was is Phil GMO and if I'm getting his handle wrong, you know, my apologies. My man was like, hey, dude, roll through the show. Nitro's on me. <laughs> That's awesome. Said, so I have no idea who the hell this person is. But they're like, hey, we're going to come correct. We're going to hook you up with the Nitro. And I was like, damn, I almost want to go. I want to go back up there. <laughs> so yeah. let, me, let me tell you the story. So my daughter, she got to, she got to, she got to ride with me. She interns at the company. And she, like, just did, totally embracing traveling she loves all that goes with it well i'm a little bit of a snob so she got to experience the delta sky lounge she got to experience like first class and then when we went to get the rental car uh i you know i asked for a a premium truck and because we were going to be looking at some work and they didn't have it so they asked me like you're executive or emerald right and i'm just like i fronted i'm like hell yeah i am so like you could take whatever whatever you want since we don't have the truck so i was like what do you think so do we put this Audi that made uh, Bro Namus Porsche look like a monster truck? I'm like, I was sitting in the backseat of this thing, and I'm not a speed demon or whatever. But the kid was like, I'm like, hey, man, you want to drive? And so she was cruising around Virginia up and down the highway in the Audi, uh, just like living the life, man. But I say all that. Uh, we made it a point Saturday before catching our flight to find a local card shop. And as we do, we like to go and talk to the people you know, try to buy something. And so I got in and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's in a mall. They just had a uh, kid's night the night before. They had arcade machines up and there were some cool cards, but I'm like a lot of like, you know, five to $50 cards. I'm like, there's gotta be something. And so I asked the guy, I'm like, where's the heat at, bro? Where's the fire? And, and you know, shout out to Rob from three point. He goes, he got out of Zion case and he was packing. He's going to Burbank this week. And so he started pulling stuff out. Boom. Boom, boom. So ultimately, I walked away with a Jordan, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, game-used mem card, uh, PSA 7, Pop 2, only only 24 or higher or something. You know, scooped that up for, you know, three, two, three hundred bucks. I think it was like 300. And so it was cool, man. Got to meet somebody new within the hobby. And get this. You know, I'm asking questions. Guess, Richmond, Virginia, guess what his number one seller is? Who? Oh, I heard about it on the thing, so I'm not going to say it. I, I was watching your live. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. They cannot keep OBJ in, in. Hey, cousins, shout out to you guys. You guys are all over the place. Uh, you must be getting ready to jump on another podcast and accidentally stumbled across this channel. So we appreciate it. But yeah, little little Amelia is uh, she's earning a little bit of coin and she's starting to understand the the power of money. She'll be the only kid I know that Cord will make dinner. She's like, nah, mom, I'm good. I got DoorDash being delivered right now. Well, didn't she just get some? She's turning into a sneakerhead too. 
Didn't you say she, yeah, she bought was, like five sneakers last week? Yeah, the other night she was at her friend's house and she was messaging, messaging me Jays. Like, and I'm like, you pick whatever you want, man. <laughs> That's awesome. No, that mm-hmm. so that uh, argu- like Instagram algorithm is a bitch. By the way, you start you went into that card like store, and now popped up on my Instagram was their card store. So I was like looking at all their videos. So my new game plan for too thick is I'm just going to yell too thick in like restaurants and everything, too thick pod, too thick pod. And maybe it'll catch some type of algorithm for people on their phones. Why not? I think the consistent posting and all that stuff also helps. Oh yeah. That's to, true. To get you up there. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was wild, dude. I didn't even know OBJ was like relevant unless you went to like LSU or you were like a Giants fan, but smack dab in the middle of Virginia, he can't keep OBJ. Yeah, that's weird. Like, there's no connection, right? He, he was born in, like, Louisiana, right? I, I, I know he went to LSU. Yeah, right? I think he was born in Louisiana. How are you going to have me look? Well, let's, let's, oh. let's go, Sherlock. Let's solve the mystery. It's a yeah, whodunit. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was born in Baton Rouge. Okay, so yeah, I have no idea what the the connection is, but it was cool to see another. Uh, this was somebody very similar to Mark's card shop, who we had on, you know, when he pulled the uh, Mac Jones one on one. This guy quit his full time job, opened a hobby store. He spends his days like driving all over Virginia looking for wax and doing kind of the same thing that a lot of us are doing: buying, selling, flipping, do, selling singles and whatnot, and you know. Um, trying to trying to give back to the kids and grow the community, so it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that they had like a trade night, like the night before. Yeah. That's cool, and I saw the videos, and they're just giving away stuff like Mark's Cards does as well. So it's cool to have card shops that are actually you could tell the ones that generally mean like good for the hobby, not just there for the money. Money's good, but yeah, I think uh, it, it's a cool space, and you know, one thing that I've that we talk about a lot off the air. And, you know, we might like when you, you, you mentioned TNT and I am so happy for those guys. I am so, you know, I'm grateful for their friendship. I'm grateful for the, ser- that this, the service they provide. That's what brought us together. I'm very particular in the way I want to operate. I want clear, concise data. I want high level communication. I want somebody that's going to do what they say they're going to do. And if they can't hold up to it and they've, they've always done that. And we experienced everything from 504 Frank or 502 Frank, whatever his name is, Nash cards, sports card mafia, like any grading service out there, we tried or bulk submitter and no knock on them. It's just, you know, when they're local, I love the fact that I can go like on Wednesday, I'm going to go drop off a grip of cards and I'm going to pick up a grip of cards. I like having that, that convenience, but something that I think it's lost in the hobby is somebody else being successful is not a knock on you. Like I wish there was more people celebrating other people's wins, you know, seeing cousins everywhere. I'm happy for them. That's awesome. That doesn't make you and I any less. I mean, we're already dog shit at the bottom of a shoe, Yeah. but there's a lot of like, I don't know. It's like a weird competition where you're not like winning anything. Like I'm sure there's people who, they need this to pay their bills. And so you've got that sort of competitiveness from business operator, but I just like, I'm, I'm happy for people. I'm happy when you do good. I'm happy when somebody buys a card from me and makes a killing. I'm happy when somebody has a great idea and it pops. I'm like, 
I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. I think we just see it, see this podcast too as like our card hobby therapy with one another because I call you on a daily and you're just like, hey, wait till the podcast. So this is like my therapy. I get to talk to someone in the hobby. So I, that's why I enjoy it. I don't need money. Yeah, it's cool to grow, but I, I'm happy for other people's success as well. So unlike you, I do need money. I've got a family and I can't yeah, just right. do whatever the hell it is yeah, you do and pay your bills. Like, I, any, look at the sign. What? I'm buying. I'm buying. Saying I need money. You have a buying <laughs> sign behind you. Well, maybe. We're, we're, I mean, look at this stuff. Look at these things. I don't even know what the hell's going on. 8K cameras just laying around everywhere. Slabs all over God's green earth. God, man, I got I got to buy and sell some cards to pay for this stuff. Exactly. You know, until Mister until exactly. that sponsorship money comes through. Exactly. Just sell your feet on Feet Finder. You'll be fine. Uh, dude, my my toes are so jacked up. My feet. I broke my feet all the time playing baseball. I used to foul balls off my feet all the time. My toes, I ran over. Like, did, my feet are jacked. Someone's into that. There's I a mean, lot. I mean, look at like, like, look at that. Like, I just, I was breaking bones so often that I just stopped getting the shit fixed. That's like, what the hell's the point? It's just gonna break again. I mean, look at that. Look at that. This shit fucking takes a left in Albuquerque. My nose. I broke my nose four times, dude. And I am telling you, here, you want a fun story? I was six four. Two, probably like 235 at the time. So I was pretty lean relative to where I'm at now. I had broken my nose playing football. I got a concussion. I got my fucking – my shit just rocked. So my friend calls me, and he's like, hey, man, I'm in a bad, bad spot. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I go to this house party, 17, 18, 19-year-olds. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I'm, I'm screwed, bro. I can't point anybody. Nobody gets where they're supposed to be going if I'm pointing in the right direction. So I'm like, I, I show up. This is my friend, right? And what you do when a friend reaches out, you go. And so I see all these people that are familiar faces. And he rolled with a different crowd than I, but, you know, it's my best friend. And all of a sudden, this biker gang. Now, mind you, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 17, 18, 19-year-old, loud mouth, think I have the world figured out. Ultimately, little boy. These dudes jumped my friend and started whipping his ass. So without hesitation, no, no, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I grabbed somebody and I threw him through a wall. Dude, I am telling you, I'm like collar of the shirt, ass of the pants, like back of the pants, and then like, you know, like torquing, whip through a wall, bro. No, hold on, throw, throw a wall. Don't worry. This is not a positive ending. This is not. Through a wall. Dude, within 20 seconds, I was in the corner of the room getting the shit kicked out of me. Like, I'm talking so bad that, like, once a year, I wake up in a sweat having a nightmare from, like, and this is, like, 20 years ago. So, anyway, this dude was, like, apparently attempting to be the next Justin Tucker and was practicing field goals with my face. So, apparently, you know, like, if you're going to get taken out, you take somebody with you and then you protect. Well, I must not have been there. He broke my nose. He kicked my nose so hard, he like he broke it like kind of kind of straight. Now if you see, this shit's at an angle too. So I fucking was treated my face like a Mr. Potato Head and tried to fucking put my nose in the eye socket. I mean the the moral of the story is you got a you got a titanium head. You're t- nah, man. Your tone no. is very hard. 
No, man, that is, uh, I had, I had nightmares for a little bit. I was, uh, I was not in a very positive headspace. I couldn't understand why this happened to me and, uh, yeah, not cool. So I also don't associate with any of those folks anymore. Well, they- and this, and this is true. This is true. And I, I probably shouldn't say this. Courtney's probably gonna be mad, but one of the people who did, um, get the better of me, um, ended up killing somebody later in life. So to put in perspective, like, I got lucky that a broken nose is is all your boy had to deal with. Yeah, so the outcome of that is you bought a Harley and you wanted to join a biker gang after that, but couldn't park the bike. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Okay, so I did buy a Harley. Okay, now this, I just connected a dot. I just connected a dot. So I am not, I am not, like, I'm not a scared person. I, I think sometimes you're in certain situations, like you try to avoid bad situations, and sometimes whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You can't control it. So later in life, mid twenties, I was like, I never rode a motorcycle. I thought it would be cool. I wanted one, so I went and bought a Dyna Superglide. Never even rode a motorcycle, right? And so the guy, and it was it was probably like nine or ten thousand dollars, which at the time, and still, still a lot of damn money. And I bought the thing cash. And so I was going to, and the, what I conned myself into believing was gas was outrageous. And I used to have to drive like 80 to a hundred miles one way for work. So I'm like, I'm going to save so much money. I'm going to take the, take the, the, the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that I lived in Northwest Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago where it rains, there's cold weather. Turns out I'm a complete and total bitch and don't like, I only liked riding if it was perfect. But I didn't know how to ride, so I took the Harley course, which was a complete and utter disaster because I dumped my bike trying to, like, weave. Not the weave, but the 90-degree turn. I fucking dumped my motorcycle, like, eight times. So embarrassed. So, anyway, after an extended period of time, I became a a serviceable rider. I wouldn't say I was a great rider, but I made it a point I would only do, like, local trips to the park. I would go out. And so, Court and I used to ride on Sunday mornings. It was peaceful. Nobody else was on the road. We go get breakfast. Well, we were living in a condo, and next to it was like a biker bar. Real nice condo, but then there was this biker bar. And so we went like on a Sunday, and we were right there, so we stopped. And we were going to um, we were gonna play a slot machine because gambling would just like been legalized and have a drink. Well, all of a sudden, you hear like the – like just obnoxious. And there must have been – 75, 100 motorcycles, doesn't matter. And the bartender said something to me, and I knew it was directed at me, but I didn't know what she said. And I looked outside, and it turns out that I had parked my motorcycle the opposite of the way you're supposed to park the motorcycle. So now I have all these bikers looking at me, and I I promise you, I do not get scared. I do not get nervous. I duck-walked my bike, which is something – it's, like, embarrassing. You don't duck-walk your bike. You just, like, take off. And I am telling you, one left and one left. I'm in my condo in 30 seconds. I duck walked and I made a right because the bike was facing that way. And I drove and I went 15 minutes out of my way to work my way around. And in this moment, while we're talking about all this stuff, it's probably because it was bikers that bit my ass the first time. And I'm like, that's a, that, that's a group of people. I am. Uh, yes, sir. I'm get, allow me to get the hell out of your way. <laughs> that's awesome. See, it's your therapy, too. You just connect some dots. Unbeknownst to me, man. Unbeknownst to me. Oh, Damn, bikers. Perfect. 
you you brought up your com C. Uh, you brought up your com C. Per- I can't even talk right now. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Just imagine you. Imagine you going duck walking out of that. Oh. You know what's doing is, is like I, Courtney and I were just like dating. So I hadn't even like I hadn't even like I hadn't even locked her down yet. You know what I mean? I was still like, you know, she, she still thought I was the play of play. You know, she thought I was the kid. Yeah. So until you start duck, walking. but let, let me be clear. I read Extreme Ownership by Jacko Willink, and I'm going to go out to say that those bikers did nothing wrong. That I'm accountable for my own actions. I shouldn't have hung out with bad people, and I shouldn't have defended the person that did. So I'm I'm responsible for getting my own ass kicked. Shout out bikers. You did throw one into a wall, so that's a good story. My bad. I shouldn't have done that. I, I overreacted. I was trying to protect the friend. He's an idiot, too. Uh, to hell with him. Shout out, bikers. <laughs> you got nervous. The, the viewer count went up a little bit, and you thought bikers were coming into our lives after you are talking about Yeah, that's what, what bikers do. They sit around waiting for middle-aged white guys to talk about, you know, sports cards so they can jump in and harass us. Yeah. yeah. So, Com C, what was your update for Com C? Dude, they, they sent me a very nice email. They let me know that they received my package and my cards and then gave me an estimated login date of, like, early May. And so that's great because I've got cards at Starstock. I never hear from those fools except that they're going to charge me money for having my money and having my cards, even though not really what I signed up for. So Yeah. Star, uh, Will – MBT sports cards. He texted me this weekend. Someone made an offer on his cards on Starstock, and he they got an e- he got an email. He's like, I didn't even know I had cards there. Still, he said I totally forgot. So it makes me wonder how many people have forgotten about their cards at Starstock. And there could be since grading came down. I'm wondering if there could be a play where you buy some of these cards at cheaper prices to grade. I was actually, I went on Starstock to see what I had. And I was trying to figure out, like, what makes the most sense? How do I get these home? Or how do I sell them? And then I was like, man, there might be a buying opportunity. But then I placed a couple of offers and I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, I think this is a platform that probably most people don't even yeah, don't even look at anymore. Like, do they even break at all? Or are they strictly like an NFT company? Or what do they do now? They're probably not an NFT anymore. They're probably going to something else. Um, no, so com, yeah, com C, me for example, I got that same message as you, but a week later, I wonder if they're going to take the whole time, like the estimated time. There is one con though, Jeremy, for com C, and I do want to point it out. There's so many pros. The one con, it's kind of on me. I sent Rui cards, a lot of numbered cards, because I was buying up Rui, um, during the, the hype of the market. Because I thought Rui was the guy. I watched him at Gonzaga. He looked really good. Then he didn't play at Washington. He gets traded to the Lakers, and now his cards are skyrocket. And they're just sitting at Com C, and I can't sell them right now until May. So, do you think he's not going to be good anymore? I do. I do. I I think he's going to have a starting role, but the the time to sell Rui was if you're going to sell him is during that trade hype, kind of like. Like if Kobe White got traded, it'd be like if Kobe White got traded, there's going to be a spike in his market right when he gets traded. If it's to a big team, yeah, market. No, I, I, 
I completely, I, I completely understand. I mean, uh, how much, how much really are we talking? I mean, I had some out of tens, out of seventy-five screen select. Like I, I was buying Rui left and right. Yeah, green, green as shit. I know nobody likes green cards unless it's like a Celtics color match. Yeah, I don't get that. Do you know why? I don't know. I just I don't care for green cards either. I don't find them to be very appealing unless it's a color match for a, a jersey with green. But people buy people like some. Weird colors. Like I'm not an orange guy, but people eat up the orange uh for soccer. I mean, is that because it's out of 25? Yeah, I just I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've always noticed that though because I've got a couple of I'm looking like right now I've got a couple P Wills out of five. And if I had to get rid of P Wills, the greens would be the first to go. I don't get it. I don't I don't honestly don't because I'm a Michigan State guy, so I love green. So maybe there's sure. an opportunity for me to buy all the green cards. Yeah. I, I, I take that back. The dragon scale looks cool just because of the print. But everything else, like the green ice, the green shimmer, the just green or the retail green, all just looks ugly. But I think that has more to do with the fact that he's wearing red, red and white, black, red and white, some combination that green just doesn't doesn't yeah. look good on it. Makes sense. Makes sense. It just seems like a whole hobby in general hates that hates that like color let me i don't know man just just not my cup of tea i've never put much thought into it i just i'm, I'm aware of it like i get like these cards and people are like try to sell it i'm like oh awesome and i see it's green i'm like yeah if it's not if it's not jalen brown or jason tatum you know go ahead and miss me with that you you know what we're missing tonight um extended extended bidding, bidding at pwcc yeah so it was supposed to – they came out with their new system of how you don't have to bid before extended bidding because in the past you had to make I, it – I hate money. so much. I hate it so damn much. Yeah, I don't understand why they did that. Is it because they want to get more eyeballs on it? Like, like for example, yeah, yeah. for you, though, Courtney doesn't like green either. Hi, Courtney. What's up, girl? You like them greens in your wallet. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't get why they actually changed it because it it kind of it helped you guys like you for example because you put in the work and check the comps beforehand put your bid in and uh, it kind of limited the people that did extended bidding um, for you you know now now people don't have to put in the work until the end and uh they could look at 10 o'clock on Sunday and see, oh, this card's at 80%. Let me bid on it. Or at 70%, let me bid on it. Um, it kind of gets your option of you working hard during the week. I did. I legitimately, I normally bid. Not that I intend to win, but I'm active in between 100 to 150 bids on a weekly basis. And this week I bid on like a grand total of five cards. And I'm like, you know what? This is stupid because some bozo who's not going to put in the work can come in and snipe it at the end and keep dragging it out. So hopefully it's a one-time thing. I understand why they do it. And if you're selling, you want more people on it. But as somebody who is making nice, easy money over there, just buying, getting it, turning around, putting on eBay, that impacts my bottom line. So not a huge fan. How do you feel about people? Cause now it gives the opportunity. I don't know if it was happening in the past and I'm not accusing of anybody, but it kind of makes it easier to shill. 
right? Your card, your card particular, if you're selling, is not at a particular like what you want it at during the time it's about to end. You could easily just bid it. What would stop somebody from doing that in the first place? Putting all like, I don't know if you would want to put your offer bid in early, right? I mean, they could seller could put their the seller of the card could put their bid in early and then just wait. I I don't know how real. I think sometimes just shilling becomes like a lazy thing people say. Yeah. I haven't spoken with anybody directly or dealt with anybody directly that's had an issue getting paid through PWCC and any of the cards that I look at cuz my key searches are like the same 20 to 30 searches on a weekly basis. I'm not seeing the same cards okay. post up and up again. And I know that they've talked about in the past on other pods where if there is any sort of shilling, that person's automatically blocked and they don't have to wait for eBay to take action. And through their tech, they're able to kind of manage that. So I'm not sure how real of an issue shilling is on PWCC. Well, I'm curious what happened with uh, the tech. I don't know if they just did something where it didn't work yesterday, but now I think you still bid on cards right now. If we were, if you were able to go find a deal, right. And you could bid on anything you want. Well, it's like if you go to conspiracy theory land on Twitter or Instagram with the hobby, which is rapid and everywhere, it's because they weren't getting the numbers they wanted. So let's drag it out another night. I saw um, that. <laughs> it could also it could also just be like with anything else. Technology sometimes fails, and maybe that was it. So, yeah, shout out to all the you people. Have to, you, follow. you know, it, um, if you think about it, Kyle, what's good, man? Um, if you think about it, they pride themselves. They've described themselves as a tech company. Yep. So I don't think a company that describes themselves as a tech company is going to have their tech or software fail because of one bad auction. And I looked so little at that auction. I don't even know what the big cards were. I just know that there wasn't a Patrick Williams one of one. I know that they're letting any lazy slouch get in there and steal the cards (laughs) from me. So that, that auction was dead to me. And I hope it's just for one month. I, I don't know if that's all time or what the deal is. They'll probably review it to see how the sales went. And if it doesn't meet criteria, they'll probably go back to the extended bidding. I, I prefer the extended, like how it was in the past. Cause if you put in the work, you could find the deals and it kind of limits that now shout, but shout out to our Twitter, Twitter followers, our conspiracy theorists out there. We follow the most random people on Twitter. It's hilarious. I love I love Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's a different world from Instagram, man. And I, I feel like I am a piece of shit when it comes to social media and I don't I'm not an expert in any, but I dabble enough in both of enough in both of them to see the, the stark difference between the two. It's hilarious. And so like Go ahead. No, it's just like when people like talk about it, it's like it's very real. It's different on on both sides man oh you get some random stuff like twitter like i said twitter seems like the conspiracy theory app while ig seems like the business like it seems like more corporate more of like the higher ups in the hobby or an ig and then you get you go you go into twitter and it just turns into conspiracy land and i love it because that's where i get my stuff half the time where you called me crazy I, I read the same stuff. I, I probably have gravitated towards twi- Twitter over the last couple months just because I like being able to read a thread, and that's usually what grabs my attention. Um, Instagram is kind of 
I don't know. Yeah. That's Courtney's land mm-hmm. right there. Courtney's our IG person. Shout out Courtney and TikTok. <laughs> um, we we went 40 minutes and we haven't talked about the biggest news in the hobby this week, and that's fanatics going live stream. How do you feel about that? Indifferent? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I, you know, I think it's I think it's I think it's like a, a handbook when you start a hobby podcast that you have to discuss certain topics that when you really think about it have no impact on my life at all. And the fact that I choose to allocate time, energy, and effort to talk about something that has no impact on me, it's kind of goofy. I, I, I really don't. I don't even, we don't even sell on whatnot anymore. So, Yeah, but you don't have to sell. Like, I feel like there's buying opportunities. And the start of this Fanatics journey, there's not going to be a lot of buyers on there, right? There's, there's buying opportunities everywhere. Well, yeah, but how how many times how many times how many discords are you in? I'm in not as many as you. I'm in a couple. I'm in two. I'm in two. Two. And how often do you check the buy sell trade basketball, football, soccer, baseball? No, but that shit's going off nonstop. Uh, no, I'm asking, I'm asking you how how often do you check it? Just what we need another buying platform. <laughs> Again, how how often do you check it? I check it probably once a day. At night. All, all, okay. Not, How often yeah. do you check Twitter? Probably multiple. How many different buy, sell, trade groups are you in on Twitter? Uh, like five. Okay. Instagram story sales. Instagram, I don't do a lot of like the buy, sell. That's more okay. Like eBay. eBay, I'm on a lot. PWCC. Uh, well, now it's just once a day, once a week, right? I go yeah. check at 10. Gold. Golden. Never. I can never navigate uh, that system. Com C. Now, yes, more. But how, how often are you checking those on a daily basis? None. Okay, so why are you excited about another fucking platform? Because you have platforms readily available well, that if you're looking for easy arbitrage opportunities, they're right there for you. So what's Fanatics creating an online site going to do that's any different? You can do it on Whatnot. Yeah, whatnot. I do. Yeah, I go to whatnot and go for newest channels for somebody who's trying to build their audience and it's willing to take a hit to grow their audience. There you go. Boom. Easy arbitrage opportunity. Courtney's ganging ganging up on me in the chat. This is crazy. We thought I thought Courtney was. I was gonna be take it easy this live, and I'm still thank you. Exactly. My slabs. Like, there's just so many of them that. <sighs> oof. Did you oof. see this? Did you see this Cam Thompson cards? They're going off because of 91 points. There's a there's a Discord that I'm in where somebody's been trying to sell Cam Thomas cards for like the last week. He had like 20 of them. Like he had like the Cam Thomas, like he had his version of Patrick Williams with Cam Thomas. Did you did you see so Saucy from um double coverage was telling me about Cam Thompson forever ago? And he it was because of the rumors of Kyrie leaving and Katie leaving, and if he actually gets some playing time, he's actually really good. And I was like, there's no way. Look at this. Dude's a monster. No, let's, go, let's go back. I don't care about that. Let's go back. You want another no, selling no, no, platform. No, no, no. We got you. Or an, a, a platform to buy from. So Garrett please school me. Out and you're bringing me back in. No, no. The, Garrett's just good people just making good conversation. So t- tell me. You're all excited about this new Fanatics platform. Tell me how it's going to work. I'm just excited of change, you know? They're fanatics. 
I mean, they, they literally bought up everything except Panini. So I'm just curious how this live stream. So they literally, they literally didn't buy up everything. Yes, they did. They bought up all the licensing for football, basketball. They have tops. All they, I mean, what's Panini now going to have soccer. I rather have top soccer. There you go. So I'm that excited. You said literally. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so explain to me what are you excited about? You're excited well, to make it a platform. Let's not confuse. Let's not confuse activity with accomplishment. What? So they have a platform. How is that going to enrich your life? Please. It's not going to en- enrich my life, but it's going to produce like different. Like there's going to be a butterfly effect on this. Like they're going to start have to get dealers. So you're going to see people sign with fanatics. You're going to see the breakers. Um, go to fanatics. You're gonna see distributors start going to fanatics. Like, it's not just like this is happening. There's gonna be a butterfly effect, and they're gonna get the biggest people in the hobby to come to their platform. And I'm curious on what's gonna happen to whatnot, the big plat people on whatnot, if they're gonna go to fanatics or stay with whatnot, because it is competition. What What about drift? What about network? How How, how much time have you spent on those platforms? Never, none. But they're not the same as fanatics. Fanatics is literally like literally have all like they're the ones that are in control of the hobby. So it's kind of a bigger, bigger, bigger news in that aspect. Courtney's just rambling on. She's just trying to find more and more people. I just love there's just like a fucking giant pickle. And I agree with the giant pickle. (laughs) Do you even know who that is? I agree. Yeah, that's Garrett, man. No, no, no. What profile? What pickle is that? Oh, I have no idea. It's Pickle Rick. See, Garrett, switch to my side. Pickle Rick. Rick and Morty. Get up on your television. You watch watch Rick and Morty once in your lifetime. Wait, Courtney. Courtney. hard, Hard pass on that. I'm busy looking at all these platforms, trying to find the arbitrage opportunity, not bitching and moaning on a podcast, hoping for more that ultimately I'm not going to do anything with. There's a difference between you and I, friend. I, no, no, no. I never said I was hoping for more. I said there is a news factor of it. You said, why do we have to talk about it? Well, because there is – it's kind of like the it of the hobby right now because there's a butterfly effect for yeah, this. You could say butterfly effect, and you haven't told that's me one thing that's exciting. Like, what, what are you going to do with it? How is it gonna like? How is it gonna help you get no more cards? No, I get my no more cards on eBay. Maybe bring eyeballs off okay. of it. Okay. So how is it gonna help you sell cards? It's not gonna help me sell cards. So what the hell are you excited about, man? I never said I was excited. I said it's news. The fanatics was doing the live. No, you said it's excited. <laughs> then you went on your whole thing. They're like, literally, literally, they own everything. You did say that. Well, it's exciting to see the cause and effect the cause and effect of what, what this is like, you're going to see stuff in the next couple months of people going on to fanatics. No. Is this the same, same fanatics that were selling the shitty Zion slabs that were like $49 and they were trying yeah. to sell them for one seventy nine? Is that, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe more people can get ripped off to tell me something good about this platform that I should be excited about. I never said it was not good. I don't know. I never went into the platform. So you're excited about oh, something see. just based on the name, man. Because it says fanatics. Huh? Well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to have a civilized conversation, no, understand not. your point of view, and educate yeah. myself. I'm asking legitimate questions. This is you. They go, literally, literally everything. Literally. Butterfly effect. That's a butterfly effect. 
Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Courtney, I can't afford hair deduction. I know you guys can, but I can't. All those Mickey oh, my goodness. There. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, well, man. Well, I got the thickest of the week. I got a thickest of the week. Um, and I bought it on whatnot. There you go. On whatnot. All right, now she called me. Stupid. Oh no! But what if fanatics comes? What if fanatics comes? Aren't the the whatnot people gonna leave? They're gonna be sad. Call me Steven. It's over now. Now she's making fun of me, Rick and Morty. This is tough. This is tough. What the, what the hell's Rick and Morty? It's a show. All right, thickest of the week. I bought you a card, and this is how you treat me. It's a cheap card, so I don't even know if you like the player. But um, I'm a defensive guy, defensive end guy. I used to love watching them in football. This guy played for your Bears for a short period of time, and he had a mullet. Um, his nickname, he was a cowboy, space cowboy, war number 69. I'm assuming, I hope you like the player. <laughs> here's, his, here's his rookie, not rookie year, but the first year with the Vikings. But I got you a Bears, Jared Allen. 69 for our too thick PC. I don't know how you feel about him. I hope you like him. I know he played a lot of times with the Vikings and sacked you guys a lot, but that dude's awesome. I don't know if you've ever heard his story or heard him talk about his mullet. And uh, he reminds me of like George Kittle or uh, the Bosa brothers right now. I, I appreciate the Jared Allen card, my friend. You hate Very me. kind of you. No, no, no. See, I never think of you. I never buy a Bulls. I'm not buying Chicago anymore. This is bullcrap. You know, I, I just – I get you the player that you shouted out, Memphis to pay. I get you a Gem Mint 10 version, and you come back with an off-brand no, no, no. player who I don't care about and try to pawn player. it off. It no, is. It's, it's Topps Platinum. Nobody, nobody's buying Topps Platinum. This is sick, and it's for our Too Thick collection. No, for the too thick collection, that's fine. But he's not exactly really thick. He was like an end that was in relatively no, good shape. He was thick. And thick is not just – it's a lifestyle. We've talked about this. Okay. You're going to get slimmed down. We, what are we going to do? One thick? When you slim down? No, this is still too thick, my friend. Still yeah. too thick. You're, you're right. I'll give you that. It's a lifestyle. I guess I don't know enough about the Jared Allen lifestyle. I just remember him. Being on the Chiefs and doing like the Hogan thing, so yeah. He wasn't doing, and then Hogan. not producing as a bear. He did not. He would get a sack, and he would he would do this after a he's sack. Doing, he's rodeoing like the cattle. He, that's why he's space <laughs> cowboy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> eighty three, eighty three. That is very true. It is very tough episode for Manny over here. No, this hey, is cool. but fanatics owns everything. Man, fanatics owns everything. Even the chat, the super chat. Is knows Manny's on some bullshit, but it's all good. Hey, chat, calm down. Manny's my son. I'll discipline my son. This is 83. I'm in a blender right now. Well, do you have any topics, Jeremy? So I could shit on. Oh, well, cocaine. We're, we're a couple weeks away from cocaine bear, which is a big deal in our household. Yeah. Are you? Do you guys have plans? What does that mean for we you? Do. Are you excited? We're very excited to go see Cocaine Bear. The plan is we're going to take an Uber there. We are going to partake in some adult activity, and we're going to have to take an Uber home. So I plan on making a scene inside the IMAX of Cocaine Bear. I can't wait. Man, 
you, you man, have- I rocked you. I threw you off your game. You're rattled. You, you are rattled, kid. That was your He's goal done. today, I feel like. I feel like your goal today. And here's the card that Jeremy was talking about that he got me. Thanks. Bam. Ooh, checkerboard. Netherlands, your guy. Oh, look at that pristine. Ooh. I hate Here. you. Here. Let me pull a Manny. Hey. Here, here's the cow farmer. Yeah, he's 112 pounds, but, you know, it's a lifestyle. I know you don't like this guy or collect him, but here's – Oh, my gosh. If I would have gave you anything, if I would have gave you a $500 card, you would have shit on it. You'd be like, oh, I can't – No. It. Yeah, you would. It's fine. Mm-hmm. This cocaine bear, I hope it's the greatest movie of all time. So you're happy. Thank you. So do yeah. I. Yeah, and if it's not, <laughs> I'm going to laugh in your face. That was my biggest burn ever. I hate how you have a straight face. You threw me off my game. I'm rattled. I'm sweating now because I was just. Do you, do you see at the me. beginning at the beginning of the episode when I told the story how the bikers beat my ass? Yeah. How yeah. I closed that story. How I closed that story, and I said, "Mr. Biker, 110 percent. That was my fault. I shouldn't have been in that situation." You face a little bit of adversity, and you're like, you did this to me. You did this to me. Quit playing the fucking victim, man. Quit playing the victim. This is the hobby. There are no victims in the hobby. It took you 20 years to realize that you weren't the victim, so I don't want to hear it. When we were in the car to ship or Skyline, you're like, ah, they beat I shouldn't have been in that situation. It's all their fault, blah, blah, blah. So I want to hear it. That's why I am a very progressive, awesome man. And <laughs> I remember, I remember that movie, Courtney, do you remember that? We were at a movie theater and it's like deathly silent, silent. And all you can hear is like the, the pause of the bear in the snow. And then Leo is just getting just destroyed by this bear. And there's some bomb. So this is where I reached bougie status. There used to be this theater called I pick where you'd pay like, a a ticket. You get a waiter. You sit in like a a, a lazy boy recliner. You can have drinks. And there's only like 10 people in the theater. Beautiful. Well, we had to go to a peasant theater where you're surrounded by mouth breathers. And there was somebody who brought popcorn from home. And there's no talking at the beginning of this movie, the Leo DiCaprio cocaine bear movie. And you just hear this person behind us. Like they're, they're trying to rip the bag open slowly, but it's like super loud. Court, do you remember that? I, I hated that person. I, I wished ill upon them. Uh, hey, dude, you were the one that said, let's do a hobby night school. It can be anything and can go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's been everywhere. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't give me parameters. I'm, I'm, I'm free-flowing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, so, no, I, I will say this. Um, I am super excited for Burbank. We're we're going we're going we're going. I'm very excited. Are you excited? (laughs) You're you're rough. I don't get angry. I don't get upset. (laughs) So Courtney's going. Courtney's going to Burbank. Courtney's going. We're we're gonna go back up the Brinks truck at Chase. She's going with. Actually, we're not. No cash. Courtney will not have cash on her. But we're going to Burbank to buy. So I I am legitimately legitimately. (laughs) <laughs> keep going 
I'm just letting you do your little thing and be done with it so we can get back to some sort of professionalism. I am legitimately jealous of Courtney because she's going there just to walk and just buy, 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 buy. And that's awesome. How much money? How much? She lined up the babysitter. So does that mean you get the weekend to yourself? Oh, it's going to be me and me and Big A tackling it. Big A. Oh, and Butters. Oh, Butterball. So Butters has always been an on-the-bed dog. And so we bought the two other dogs, like, little doggy beds. Well, over the last couple of weeks, Butters has, like, started jumping off the bed and trying to sleep in the doggy bed. So we bought him two. We bought him one for our room and one for the office. And uh, the, the sewer dog, the one that we rescued and gave life, stole the bed from Butters. And so I, I want to kind of put him back in the sewer for being disrespectful and not showing respect to Butters. I feel like any dog or anybody in that household gets respect. It has to be Butters out of everyone. Oh, I will make everybody stop and pet the dog and show respect to Butters. That's insane. So when's Courtney leaving? When what's the what's the plan? What's Burbank? What's the days that? Uh, is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Co- co- so Courtney will fly out Friday morning. She'll she'll be there as the show opens, or like a little after they open. It's a it's a long flight, um, and then she will fly home Sunday, and she'll be home just in time for the Super Bowl. So she, okay, so she'll be okay. That's good. I'm excited for her. I I hope she spends all your money, and buys big big. Not not, not Courtney, This Courtney is why this is why right you're. This is why you're in the basement because you refer to your money as your money. I'm married to my beautiful wife, and it's our money, so well, she has yeah. the right to spend it just as much as she you wants. It's not my not money, so let's get that clear. Okay, I hope she spends all your guys' card money. All oh, you are dense. Money. I was, I was making it a point. You don't broadcast that you're walking around with twenty thousand dollars strapped around you. So that's why I backed it up and I said there won't be any cash. Oh, we'll operate via. <laughs> oh my, dude, you're you're shot, man. No, you're shot. I hope. Where can hope the people follow buys, us? I hope she buys a. 20, you're rattled, kid. Twenty K Stranger Things Eleven Auto for the collection for her PC collection because she deserves it. So do I. I'll post that shit on Twitter and get 19 likes and seven more followers. That, I'll take the social media clout. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and you can follow us if you like this content and how Jeremy bullies me all episode on Too Thick Pod Two Underscore. Thick underscore pod on IG. If you're watching on YouTube, just hit that subscribe button if you like it. If you like our content, hit the like button. Um, tell a couple friends how mean Jeremy is to me, you know. And don't bring up fanatics to Jeremy is what we learned today on today's at live. And I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release. We'll be back soon. Um, talk to you guys later. <laughs> Thank you.